Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing. We are sitting down today with Liz Neighbor from Augusta Lawn Care Services. You're the COO over there. Yes. And I know that, uh, you know, everybody's watching Mike on YouTube, but uh, you are some of the serious brains behind the operation. So I wanted to get you on the show to talk a little bit about hiring. Great, great. Fire away. Yeah. So walk me through what your process looks like. Because a big thing that we talk about on the show is like finding systems that Mm -hmm. you can implement in your business so that things are scalable. Yes. So can you kind of walk me through like kind of a bird's eye view of your hiring process for Augusta? And then we can kind of drill in as I have questions. Sure. I have a certain system for the lawn, for the lawn care guys in the field. And then I have an office staff as well that I hire for. So I'll give you the process for the field crew. So there's multiple ways we've tried in the past. There's not one that is the way. But as time progresses and the labor force changes more to favor an employee, you have to pivot and change along with that. So that's what we've had to do. Look at it really positively. We got to pivot to and we'll figure it out. So for the field crew, I use Indeed and then Craigslist as well. All depends on the year and what's (laughs) going on. But Indeed has definitely gotten better. It's really easy to track. You have to be on top of your game, though, because you have to approve or deny them within 48 hours or you get charged. So you really got to be watching it very carefully. And my process is really when they come in to see me, I usually have a set of questions that I ask right off the bat. I have a process if they are, first of all, say you want to detach. You want to have a, a system and then you emotionally detach and you just go through your system and that takes away all of the oh I like them oh I don't like them you just follow the system as with anything the system is proven so I specifically ask about them what they're looking for in life you know just about their personal goals and that if I don't like them and don't think they'll be a good fit in the first 30 seconds I wrap it up really quick and not waste my time because let's imagine you had a hundred of these to do you are not going to sit and listen to them for 30 minutes and it's all you can do at that moment to get them out the door and the easiest way to get them out the door is to say I am just here today to get your references I need three business references from you not not a significant other, not a a family member. And I'm just here to get those from you today. And then we'll be in touch with you. It's a great way to just, you know, shoo them on out the door. And did you have any specifics on that? So on Indeed, I assume that you're sponsoring job posts so that you can then invite people to apply. What are you looking for when you're you're sending out invitations? Yes. So I go very fast and my eyes scan. So when I did virtual, I had a certain ad up and I had 1,200 applicants in 24 hours. And so I had to fly through those. And so for them, I was looking for something in particular. But for the guys in the field, I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to look at their history very fast. I am. This seems non-relevant, but I am going to look at their education to, to a degree because... It really doesn't matter overall, but their people skills matter. And the tricky thing with that is, though, you could have a guy that is very inspirational, very type A, and and he could be the worst employee. And then you'd have the quiet guy, quiet, steady, and he turns out to be your rock star. So I'm just quickly scanning for specific things 
Now, though, I've been looking for office staff. So at a quick glance, I look for phone experience. I look for their education because if they if they only have a GED, which does not really say a whole lot these days, they're likely not going to be able to jump into all kinds of computer systems mm-hmm. and be able to click in and out of them and go in and out of customers' accounts really fast. So by having at least a basic education and you know, some computer skills, they're going to be able to navigate rather quickly. Now, for the guys in the field, that's not going to matter at all, really. But all of that does help. Yeah, I feel like for office staff, we're at a real disadvantage now because everyone operates off of their phone. You don't need to right. have a laptop anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it puts you at a real disadvantage when you need to come into an office job where everything can't be done off of your phone. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to, you need to be familiar with like how a computer works. And yes. a lot of people are coming up now, graduating high school, college age people that don't know how to use a computer. Mm -hmm. In fact, I hired a gal last week and we just had an open, honest conversation. She's a millennial. She is one of the hardest workers I've ever had. She, and I only know that because I'm a property manager and I hired her to clean all my Airbnbs and properties when people move out. And, And she's from a home where there's not a lot of opportunity. Dad is not there. She wasn't given a lot of opportunity. Her, She lives in a trailer. It just burnt down. She had to live in a hotel. And yet this kid is working so hard. So I thought I'm going to give her a leg up. And I thought she'll most certainly fail because she doesn't have any computer experience. And so I had that talk with her. This is the kind of a chance of a lifetime. I'm offering you this. You don't have a lot of no phone experience except her cell phone Mm -hmm. and how many of them even talk on their phones. And I asked her like, She barely graduated, so what about your computer skills? She's like, I really honestly don't know if I'd be able to do this. And so I said, okay, let's make a deal. We'll try it for one week, two weeks. And if we just can't, we can't. But I thought, how can I not give her a chance just to see? But like you said, how would you know? They're only on their phones. Yeah. They have to have problem-solving skills or be able to, maybe if they're a gamer, they could navigate pretty well. (laughs) As long as their their mind is going rather quickly and their hands can move. They might be okay. Those are good employees for me. Yeah. Gaming situations, you end up having to troubleshoot because you're not going to be able to play Mm Spider-Man if you can't figure out what's wrong between your devices. So that's definitely, that's how I got my start with tech was like wanting to play computer games and not being able to. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a little bit different standards for guys in the field and people in the office. Um, What... What are you looking for in an interview? What makes you say about a candidate like, oh, they're going to the top of the list? Guys in the field? Sure. Okay. So if I have a guy come in and he's shifty in his chair and he won't look me in the eye, that there's a big red flag. If they can't look me in the eye, something is wrong. They're trying to hide something. If they're very shifty, sometimes they're really, really sharp. And that's because they've taken a good amount of drugs on board (laughs) and they're really high performing at that moment. And I don't know that till I hire them or do a follow-up interview. And then I, then I can detect it. So you learn these you things pre- over pre-gaming time. Pre-gaming the interview. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And you know, they're going to be, try to be on top of their game. So they're going to take what they need, right? Which might mm-hmm. be a little more than normal. And, and so I watch for that drug use. Their eyes are a big thing. Their body language. Are they facing me? Are they off to the side? Are their hands like constantly moving all over the place? Those are big things right there. And specifically right away when I ask what their hopes and dreams are and kind of get feedback. Oh, I don't really know. Don't really care. And I get that sometimes they don't. 
Like mm-hmm. if they're young guys, you know, they don't really know maybe, especially in our industry, what they're going to do. And this is just like another application that they just threw out, right? Yeah. But I do ask them specifically if they have checked us out online. And mm-hmm. that is a big factor. And if they don't ask me questions, I'm always very concerned because wouldn't you be concerned if this was the place you were going to make money? And these yeah. are people you're going to work with every day. Wouldn't you check them out online? I would I would press people to ask questions mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm not giving you advice. No, Obviously, totally get it. Yeah. Because I was given the wrong advice for that. If I, mm. I was told, don't ask about money. You don't need to ask that. Like I... When I was going into the workforce, I was given a lot of advice mm-hmm. that was basically like, shut up in the interview, answer the questions. and uh, Minion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so if you had asked me, if, like when I got hired at the, the place that I used to work mm-hmm. in the interview, they were like, do you have any questions? And I like made something up to say something. Mm-hmm. And I had looked at the website. I'd been told like, you need to look at the website yeah. before you go in. So I had like some specific question about how SA did something, but I didn't ask any, because during your talk, you mentioned like, you know, why, why aren't they asking about mm-hmm. the hourly pay? And mm-hmm. I was like, I was told not to bring that up. Yeah. So I would have. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But what I do is I ask a ton of questions about them. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I used to just talk about Augusta. But what I found out, that's the company I work for. I thought, you know what I'm doing wrong is I'm selling them. I am a good salesman and I'm mm-hmm. selling them Augusta. And they are just so on board by the end. And then they don't come back with questions at me like, well, what about this? And what if I need time off? And I've already got a you know, uh, thing scheduled with my family this summer. Am I going to be able to take off? And that's what I want. And gotcha. I guess you're, you're right. The way we would, you know, your and my generation, probably both, were taught more to be like, oh, be respectful. Don't be forward. And nowadays, we would encourage them, speak up for yourself, advocate for yourself, be more vocal. But I I would try to, I try to pull that out of them at the beginning. And then if there's no questions, I always say, do you have any questions for me? Mm -hmm. And I try to create a very open environment. My hands are open. My body language is open. Most of them feel very free to tell their life story, which is why I've got to wrap it up real quick. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good point. If If the person comes in and they've always been taught to not speak up, then they might not ask questions. But well, that, you should still judge their character. I think you yeah. could pick that up. So the the question that I had asked, I want to loop back to, what gets someone on your short list? Is it, is it just that it is like a myriad of things? Or is there something that someone would say to you in an interview that you would go, oh, we need this person goes to the next round? Oh, yes. Sorry. I went down a rabbit trail. So if sometimes there's people that come in and you think we don't really need anyone right now, but this is the quality of person. They do have good eye contact. They talk about what they've done. They talk about the good from the last places they've worked. Mm-hmm. And if there are negative things, the way they verbalize it, let's say you know that something bad happened at the last job but they still spin it in such a positive manner. You're like, that is really good. Mm-hmm. People that are always on the positive side, they talk good about their previous employer, no matter what. They talk about good about things in general. Good, they, they, I ask them, are they a good team player? And if they are, if they love people, I ask them how they are with resolving conflict and those answers kind of prove them. And then yeah. I might go, okay, I don't care what position we have to find for them. I've got, I've got to give them a spot. Um, speaking of how people handle conflict, I love in Indeed the automated phone interview. Yes. Because I manage applicants for a bunch of our clients. Okay. And so like I 
it's not scalable for me to do like video interviews with every single applicant mm-hmm. for every single company. So I use that to screen and then pass people on a short list off to the owner. So what is this message? So it's three questions. The first two, I don't really care about. One is like, do you have any relevant skills that's like already on their resume? Mm-hmm. The third one is like, how do you handle conflict in the workplace? And I cannot <laughs> tell you how many guys in the field have disqualified themselves no. by saying basically that they would get into fist fights at work. <laughs> and I love telling people that to like see their reaction. The first time it happened, I thought it was crazy. And I went and talked to a bunch of guys and they were like, no, no, no. I've had people tell me things like that in interviews. And I don't get it. Like it, th- there's no situational awareness to even say that. Yeah. And their I, part. Like the phone, the talking to a robot seems like incredibly disarming. Yeah. And they just say like, you know, I think they think no one's going to listen to it. But I go through and listen to every single one. I Mostly I listen to that one because so I many people just, that. it's crazy. And so then it makes it where if they do that within the 72 hours, I reject them. My client doesn't have to pay for the application. Mm-hmm. We replace them with someone who doesn't get into fist fights at work and yes. we, we get a new applicant. Yeah. And can you pick this automated message? Are there different questions no. you can add in there? They have, it's just the three questions built in. And, and it is, is this a male or a female or Australian voice or generic dude, robot sounding okay, voice? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure there's a whole psychology behind that. Yeah. I, I would be interested in having more control over it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that indeed should build out. You know, you have full control over if you want to type random questions Yeah. and you can do all of that, but I would mm-hmm. really like to have more options for the phone interview because you get to hear their voice too. Yes. Yeah, so the companies that you are trying to get people for, are they all genres of companies? No, it's all just lawn care and landscaping. All lawn care and landscaping. Okay. Yeah. So when you scan through to see who you'd like to invite, what do you look for? I look for some experience mm-hmm. and depending on how many you know suggestions Indeed gives me mm-hmm. determines like how deeply I look for relevant experience. Mm-hmm. If I've got a bunch of lawn and landscape people coming up right away, I will start inviting people with experience. That's smart. If if I have fewer people, then I start looking for people who work in Amazon warehouses mm-hmm. because I know that There's those people lots, work their there? asses off. Yeah. And if you've survived that for 18 months, two years, like mm. you are lawn care and landscaping is going to seem like a breeze to you. Mm-hmm. Is um, it a big deal to you to see how many jobs they've done? Like if they've had 20 different jobs in the last uh, seven years? Concerning. Yeah, for sure. If, if I see someone who can't stay somewhere longer than six months, I did catch myself on, I was looking at a guy's resume who had chosen to apply And I saw there were like a lot of job listings. And I was like, this guy graduated high school after me. How has he had this many jobs? And then I saw like seven of them being concurrent because it was like contract work Mm -hmm. and he was taking a bunch of different stuff. And so I realized that was like, okay, that's a little different. That's different. Mm -hmm. But if someone can't stay somewhere longer than like six to 12 months, then something's wrong. Like eventually you're the problem. It's not everywhere you work. Right. I recently interviewed a guy and he could not understand why I didn't hire him. And I said, so in the last, you know, 10 years, how many jobs do you think you've had? 20, 25? Yeah, probably something like that. I don't really keep track. Like had no issue. He's like, I don't really have a problem getting hired places. No, I don't have a problem leaving (laughs) places when I'm bored either. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. He He had no idea why I wouldn't hire him. He just couldn't get it. Yeah. Is there anything that a, you know, lawn care business owner who's listening to this, who's doing, you know, DIY hiring, Mm -hmm. is there anything you want to leave them with as like a word of encouragement or something like that? Oh, I have so much encouragement. I feel your pain. I know it is not easy. Please don't give up. Like have a single minded focus that you're going to get good people 
They are out there. I promise you they're out there. I've interviewed hundreds of people and they're there somewhere. They're in some sort of crux in life or in some place where they're pivoting and you're going to be the place for them to come. So don't get discouraged and stop because that person could be the next one. So don't feel bad if there's 10 and then you get one and then there's 20 and then you get one. Eventually you'll have an amazing team and it'll be worth all the effort. Absolutely. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I hope that this is a, a tiny you peace offering. I do. I Years ago when I worked somewhere else, I canceled a shop tour after Liz had worked to get the whole team ready, <laughs> get the shop ready. And, and I canceled I the morning. I think it was twice. Effort. Wasn't it twice? We rescheduled it twice or something. You thought you were going to come, then no. Then you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in town. We'll do it. And it's totally fine. It's just, I have this huge team and I had everything ready for Cody. I was going to treat him like a king. I had his coffee all ready and then he bails on me. I'm so sorry, Liz. And I, I hope I hope that we are, I hope we're good now. Can we shake hands? Yes. I had no idea I'd never, <laughs> I'd ever meet you. <laughs> and I would tell my office manager, I'd say, someday I'm going to meet Cody and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And it's so funny <laughs> that I met you at GIE, I don't know, a couple years ago. Yeah. It was nice. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on.